Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 26. Looking at verses 19 and 20, read from today's New International Version. Paul is explaining his obedience to Jesus. And as I was thinking of this, and when we think about this, and we think about Paul's training, that he had training from uh, the best. He understood the law and the prophets. He understood the signs. And uh, I like what uh, the commentary said yesterday, that Paul was probably fighting so hard because he was convicted and uh, by the message and by um, just because he knew the law, he knew the prophets, he knew that Christ was fulfillment of that, but his heart wasn't ready to accept it until he met Jesus on the Damascus road. So his training and his zeal to persecute Christians, he took that and made it something positive. He took that same zeal to uh, convert those who were lost and to to share the message message of Christ. So let's uh, listen to Acts 26 verses 19 and 20 read from today's New International Version and Paul is of course still speaking. So then King Agrippa I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. First to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and then to the Gentiles, I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. Again, Acts chapter 26, verses 19 and 20, read from today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again was Acts chapter 26, verses 19 and 20, read from today's New International Version. And Paul is explaining his obedience to Jesus. He has uh, a choice, and he's on the Damascus road. He can choose to go one way, which is to, to Damascus and continue his journey to persecute Christians, or he could continue to Damascus as a changed man there with a message to save those that were lost. So let's listen to what the commentaries had to say. Paul said to King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. And it literally means I did not become disobedient. The thought goes back to the kicking against the goad, uh, which was mentioned in the previous uh, verses. 
and um, he's saying, and if you'll remember what the commentary said, that the goad is uh, like this this long rod with a sharp point that keeps an animal, especially a stubborn animal, on its route that you're trying to guide it. So uh, Christ was trying to lead Paul to repentance, and Paul was probably just fighting, you know, with himself on whether it was right, even though he knew the law, he knew the prophets, he knew the signs, he knew that the Savior would be a suffering Savior. So he had to decide, am I going to trust his vision and follow it, or am I going to continue in my rebellion and uh, hatred for the Christians? But let me go ahead and finish. Uh, the language of the apostle is significant in its bearing on the relations of God's grace and man's freedom. Even here with the vessel of election, uh, constrained by the love of Christ in that 2 Corinthians 5.14, there was still the possibility of disobedience. Even though uh, he had that, that choice because God gives us volition. He doesn't make us do anything. We have the choice. Once we're given the, um, the choice of life or death, it's up to us to make that choice. No one can do it for us. There was an act of the will in passing from the previous state of rebellion to that of obedience. Paul was obedient to the heavenly vision, to the celestial appearance or to the vision which appeared to him from heaven. He did not doubt that this splendid appearance was from heaven, and he did not refuse to obey the command of Jesus. Because remember, we have volition. He could have thought he was hallucinating. He could have thought anything. He could have thought the light is what blinded him, that it was just the light from the sun. He heard that voice. He could have thought he was hallucinating. But he chose to listen to the voice of our the uh, risen Savior, who gave him a command, and he uh, followed the command. He because he knew that the command was of God, his Savior, and he gave evidence of repentance by yielding obedience to it at once. Uh, he didn't hesitate. He didn't. And so many times. Our pastor would say we would wait until it's everlasting too late. I mean, once you're in the grave, that's even in the Old Testament. You can't repent from anything. So let me continue. From the point of the encounter with the risen Christ, Paul had been obedient to the vision from heaven. Given the experience that Paul just described, this was logical. No one should disobey uh, God who reveals himself so powerfully. Paul made a strong case before Agrippa and all that were there. He preached and lived as, as to why he preached and lived the way he did. It was as if he was saying to them, Can you blame me for obeying such a heavenly message? How could I act otherwise, being thus directed? He had begun in Damascus, then gone to Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond. Paul preached that they should repent, 
turn to God and do works befitting repentance. The three stages of spiritual life are accurately noted. First, the repentance from past sins, which is more than a regret for the consequences. And then, number two, the turning to God, which implies faith in Him as far as He is known and therefore justification. And number three, the doing works which meet for repentance, which are the elements of progressive sanctification. So we have the turning. First we have the repentance. Then we have the turning, which is our uh, justification. And then we have the doing, which is our progressive sanctification. This is a neat summary of Paul's message. He said, sets repent and turn to God close, understanding them as two aspects of the same action. One can't turn to God unless they repent, and actions will confirm true repentance by doing the work befitting repentance. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the three steps, the three things that um, we need to do. The three stages of spiritual life. Repentance, turning to you, and doing the work befitting repentance. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you as we read and study your word and become uh, closer and gain more understanding from your word. We thank you for that. God, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. You know what all the needs are. And we're thanking you in advance for answered prayers. In the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.